This is Drive Time Prop, 30 minutes of jam-packed, up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. I read a story today, Binkley, that I thought, how did this guy put his finger on this? Did you hear did you hear the one about Bolsonaro and Macron? No. Did they walk into a bar? They didn't, but they are definitely hitting the headlines with a story that fits completely into our interpretation of what Bolsonaro is all about. But you hit on something you didn't even know it was related to this. It's this is I'm going to read the headline. It says Brazilian president demands apology before accepting $20 million to help fight Amazon fires. So like that in itself is like, wow, what a jerk. <laughs> so we've, we've already established Bolsonaro is playing the Trump role. It yeah. says he wants, he, France wants to give them money to fight the Amazon fires, which we've covered in previous drive time props. But what happened this time is that a Bolsonaro supporter said something disrespectful about Macron's wife in comparison to Bolsonaro's wife. And Bolsonaro, uh, Macron then insulted Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro actually went and replied to the post insulting Macron's wife. Really? And said, yeah, it said, don't humiliate the guy. Ha, ha, ha. So that's what it says. Bolsonaro commented on the post. These world and, leaders are yes, talking trash about each other's on, wives on, like, Facebook. on social media. <laughs> Right. So so now so then Macron said that you need somebody worthy of Brazil. I love Brazilians, but you need a president who's worthy of your country. Something to that effect, Macron said. And then Bolsonaro is saying, oh, I'll take your money, but only if you apologize. I mean, this is just right out of the pages of the of Donald Trump's playbook or what he the person he is set up to be. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say that he told his wife he needed somebody she needed somebody worthy. No, no. <laughs> it, but but the whole thing you said yesterday about Melania and Macron's yeah. Brigitte, Brigitte Bridget or Brigitte. So and I noticed that like Trump was talking about the wives. When Macron and Trump were talking to each other before the press conference, uh-huh. Trump kept saying, your lovely wife and my wife loves your wife. And when you guys come over, we'll show your wife a good time. Like, it's weird. <laughs> you know? It's like, I didn't really think about it. I was like, why is he talking about this guy's wife so much? And then you said that thing. And then I read this. It's just a theme. I mean, it's just silliness. I, yeah. I can't imagine it's going to go anywhere. But it just creates this image that these guys are – tacky trashy in the dirt people who are uh engaged with and meshed with and uh, captivated by the personal which is a very immature and not <laughs> not you know not a very statesmanlike or even manly kind yeah. of quality it's you like, know it's a strange thing it's like the real housewives of the g7 yes and it shows what what level it's appealing to so like when we talk about propaganda appealing to different levels of intellect of of accomplishments. So you look at the Atlantic and, or the council foreign relations, foreign affairs, like these are the very highest level. Those are for like graduate students, you know, people with graduate degrees. And then you go down to where like this, this Facebook war is for people who are still paying attention to the news, but they're, they think 
Yeah, they think that Real Housewives is real. I guess. I don't, you know. I mean, Donald Trump was a reality star. So I don't, anyone who thinks this isn't part of that game, but this guy was billed as the Trump from the beginning. So one other thing that I wanted to point out, it, it isn't really a top story, but I absolutely, I think I accidentally uncovered something that people don't, you know, nobody's going to be happy with. The establishment is not going to like that I noticed this little wrinkle in the Epstein story. I was reading an article that said today Epstein had a, like a hearing. So Epstein's wherever, not, not at the hearing, <laughs> reported to be having had a suicide. And the, but yet his victims are showing up for this hearing yeah. and vetting or venting, however you want to think of it. So first thing I do is I see a woman's name in the story, Shante Davies. Shante, Shanti, Shanti Davies, whatever. So I'm thinking, I never heard her name, and I assume that it's, I don't know why, but these New York ones, the New York accusers, were never in the paper. Like, the Florida story is well-established. These people have credibility. But these New York people just pop up out of nowhere. So I thought, okay, Shantae Davis, Davies, I'm going to look her up using like a time machine thing where it stops a year ago. Yeah. So nothing new, although it really gets cluttered up with, with, with new stuff. With anyway, you but want a I quick tip it. on that that helps. If yeah. you put a minus sign and right next to the minus sign, you take out the words that they populated with. So okay, if you yeah, look up Epstein, it. you get all the yeah. modern stuff, put minus death. Hearing. Yeah, or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, good. Okay, so I looked this chick up, and she's never mentioned in re- relation to Epstein, but I, I, I don't know if I looked up acting or what, but she has an IMBD page, IMDB, database, DB, yeah. IMDB. IMDB. Yes, she has an IMDB page that lists her in The Hangover, and other things from 10 years ago so mm-hmm. or more. So I look at her face, and she's the same chick. I look at the CNN article or whatever article it was I, I tweeted. They were, it was all over the place. The article I tweeted was from Inside Edition. Why, why, what this woman says she saw while working on Jeffrey Epstein's private jet. So they don't mention in the article that she is an actress, which is very weird. Also, she's 40. And, uh, is she and still she an actress? She, well, she is today. <laughs> so she's 40, and she said she was raped repeatedly by Epstein. It was his personal masseuse. And, like, all of that does not really make sense because that just doesn't fit his M.O. That's one thing that made me, like, was a flag. Like, he he didn't. Uh, it was never, from what I understand, rape, you could call it rape, but anyway, so they show a picture of her with Epstein, but it's a picture with a chick, a chick whose hair is covering her face completely, just completely. <laughs> so you should look, I tweeted it at Monica Perez show. Like so I tweet it? a picture. No, sideways. She's looking to the side. So there's yeah. a picture. I tweeted the article, which does not mention that she's an actress from LA and her face from her IMDB page and her face from the Inside Edition article and then the picture of her with Epstein where you cannot see her face is there evidence that she was Epstein's personal masseuse. Yeah. So this 
to me, gave support to my original theory about that good-looking chick who came out a while back in July saying similar things and me saying, like, I never saw her in connection to the story before. She really does not fit the profile of someone who was sexually abused for a prolonged period of time and their youth. Neither does this chick, in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I just think this, these, these stories have a purpose and they will, they will fold into the con- continuing saga of Epstein, which I now think has like, has legs. I think we're going into like a part three. Oh, I absolutely do too. And I found some stuff that makes me yeah, further what's the believe story? that what you as got? well. What you said about that, that kind of reminds me of that oh, gymnastics one more coach. Thing? I had to say one more thing about Sean G- C. Davies. When I did the re- the research on her, it did. I didn't pay the money to see, but it did say she had a criminal record. Is that a normal thing? For actually, it depends on that, those sites, but th- those yeah, websites okay. are terrible. Yeah, because okay. what they do is they'll say they'll put these red X's or red dots, and they'll say red flag or something. So and so might have a criminal record. I so-and-so. saw the mites. I saw the mites. It says that for you, did. me, and for everybody but else. It didn't say might. It said did. Oh, it said there did. were mites. It's there. Were, it said she had a criminal record, and then it said might be sexual, might be fraud. You yeah, know? it does that. It says the might stuff for everybody, which is really. Not right, but cool. this didn't say might. I should. So I ma- should. it wouldn't surprise me because he targeted people that had troubled backgrounds. Even if yeah, that's the other thing. You know. And if you were abused, I could see that resulting. If you're really yeah. messed up in yeah, the head, yeah. you can go turn to prostitution, drugs, whatever. The gymnastics coach didn't a bunch of people, bunch of victims come in that weren't necessarily verified to. Oh yeah, there been were victims. seven. There were seven clearly identified. They could victims. jump in on the lawsuit. Yeah, there were hundreds. And then, of course, the sadness there that you pointed out is that they – if you have 100 people who are 200 people making claims on a finite pool yeah. and seven were proven, those seven people, are they going to get one one-hundredth or are they going to get one-seventh? Yeah, it's not going to be fair to them. And Epstein apparently made it – I went through his will. I don't necessarily understand all the language in it that well, but he did a bunch of stuff before – he signed his new will and made it difficult for them to get – for the victims to get access to that money anyway in case of well, – like, which that I further makes me that wonder. Was, that makes me wonder yeah. again. I know it doesn't matter. We'll never know. There's a lot of signals that make me think that he might have faked his death or be in some sort of uh, program. So, but this is, this is what I think about that is there, there was a story about a woman in Iran – Newer or Nuit or something, who was shown, this was absolutely viral, mega, mega, mega viral. She was shown shot to death, like in the that artery in your leg in an Iranian protest and bled to death. And they showed a close-up of the picture of this. And it looked like, now this is a long time ago since I've seen it, but it looked like there was actually like a movie-type blood pack there. You could see it. And... Oh, like really? you could you could see someone squirting blood on it. It was I don't I can't remember. You know, I'm not saying that was the true story, although I was convinced of it at the time. But then the follow up story was that they killed her anyway. Like she got away and then they killed her in the ambulance because they needed her dead. They couldn't have her walking around someday like a 9-11 bomber or something like, oh, my son's living in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like you can't have that stuff. So they killed him anyway. 
So when I heard they, they said, oh, they switched the bodies, they got Epstein out of there, they killed somebody else, I'm thinking the people who would do that for him are the ones who would kill him. Yes, that, that is definitely a possibility. I think the counter-argument to that, I looked into this prison. They do have – they do have – you can ask to be in the witness protection program. You can try and work out a deal. They don't necessarily talk about faking death or how they do it, but that is definitely something that prisoners in this in this type – who these type of crimes under threats do have the option of exploring. Uh, and I think the counter-argument would be that Trump really is trying to stop – the sex trafficking and the pedophilia, and he might have instructed them to make a deal with Epstein if Epstein were to out some of these people. And I didn't think a lot of these people were going to be outed, but I'm starting to think that some people are going to be outed. Wait, and so just to put a, a punctuation mark on that, so you're saying they put him in the witness protection program, he faked his death so that nobody would know to look for him, and then he is in the background working to get these other people. Yeah, I'm saying the argument would be that. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I just that, didn't understand the yeah. ar- that there would be an argument because if he's a Mossad agent, and that's why they show pictures of him to try and make it seem as though he's really dead. Although yeah, with deep fakes, yes. you can't believe any picture right, anymore. That's so a good it sucks. Point. But like my point was, if he's a Mossad agent, Mossad wouldn't smuggle him out. They would kill him. You know what I mean? You kill your own guy. Yeah, exactly. I saw a story about Maxwell today where it's starting to shift to something we touched on briefly a while ago to where it appears that maybe she was the spy that was his handler. I thought we always said that she was his hand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about that. I yeah, saw yeah, this yeah. pop up in oh, a story. Oh no, now other people are saying it. Yeah. Yeah. It was in a, it was in like a New well, York she, Post her story. Her father was Robert Maxwell. Yeah. I mean, he was he was actually called like the super spy or something like that. It was Mossad, which is interesting to me because the I always think I'm trying to change the way I think about this and uh I have to say two things, and then I, I, won't, I don't say anything else for the rest of the show. You can take it away. But the the I was thinking – I always think that there's like a cabal at the top, and it's maybe the five eyes or the U.K., the U.S., and Israel or whatever. Whatever the – what we see from our perspective here in the U.S. as to the nature of power, it just looks to me like a big pyramid, and they're at the top and we're at the bottom. But – there always seems to be a 3D chess element. What's really happening with China? What really uh, – China, we gave them technology. Rockefellers were in China. We built them up, and now they're our enemy. I don't know. Same thing with Russia. Like, I just don't know. And it, But there's a level that I get pretty confused about when the U.K. and the U.S. and Israel seem to be in competition with each other. And a story, this folded into what we were talking about yesterday, and I think what you're going to talk about today a little bit, if you can forgive me for jumping the gun, is that there was a story, it didn't get a lot of press, but in Caltech, there was like an Israeli spy or something. And one of the professors was like coordinating with Israel on like, I don't know, some kind of scientific secrets. And I thought, I thought we kind of, they were our allies, our greatest allies. Do we not share all this stuff with them? Like, I didn't really understand how it works. But when I look at this Epstein thing and Maxwell, and, 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 you know, he, Maxwell was considered or called like the Mossad super spy. I heard someone say the other day that six Mossad chiefs, like serial chiefs, were at Robert Maxwell's funeral. And, really? but he, but they probably killed him. You know, I mean, I don't know about that, but like, I'm just saying it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he was killed by them, but they would still show up. I don't know. I really don't know. But it seems like that 3D thing 
could like this story is making me believe more and more in that 3D element that it depends on which plane of the 3D chess game you mm-hmm. are and then people really have competing interests at that point. Absolutely. And, and the last thing I'll say about that is at the very top they, if you look at some of these theories of how to uh, just if you just read psyop theory like the mm-hmm. or the memetics and the, the the stuff that you get out of defense department about how they affect other countries they want or even how they do propaganda and cognitive infiltration they want independent actors competing for power they want that it helps them actually yeah. it helps confusion it helps it just it helps for things to look realistic it helps like competition definitely keeps things streamlined and efficient so yeah. that 3d chess is probably a real thing and there was one more thing I was 100%. Say we get to. I think yeah. it's all 3D chess at that level. The psychological warfare stuff, the stuff Bernays describes, Machiavelli. I think these guys are all Machiavellian. I think they're all, they have the psychopathic trait where they are able to do things that people who empathize with others will not do, which gives them the advantage over the masses, unfortunately, to say. Absolutely, I agree that there's 3D, 4D chess going on, and I think the idea that when people say kind of mock that idea because a lot of people do, and people go, Let, "Let's just do some Occam's Razor." Occam's Razor. I is, hate Occam's Razor. No, is, no. Yeah, the, D, the, the CIA deception Hansen's manual. Razor, I hate. The yeah. CIA deception manual. It makes it very clear that this Occam's Razor type argument is what they use to prevent you from recognizing what's really going on. Well, Hansen's Razor is even worse, where he says. Anything that can be always attribute, uh, like government malfeasance or whatever, like always attribute, never attribute to malice what you can contribute, attribute to incompetence. And I call that the incompetence canard. And they say that about the government. But then I look and I say, okay, if that's the case, then why is the FAA basically perfect yeah there you go they can always hide behind the the incompetence yeah it's like the devil's greatest trick was convincing humanity he didn't exist they talk about our our, our brains look for narratives when we don't have an answer and they talk about how conspiracy theorists will jump to these sensational narratives that are just ridiculous and i'm saying your narrative about it always being incompetence is the exact same thing and it's preventing you it's giving people who are conducting conspiracies which has been proven over and over again is giving them uh, a shield to just operate outside of that nobody will ever see it's basically true that government exists because of criminal conspiracy that we that if people weren't inherently criminal and clever and willing to do stuff to each other in an organized fashion you all you would need is a gun and a fence yeah, but but you but we have this massive apparatus of government, and they justify it by saying otherwise. You know, it would be gang versus gang. I'm like, it is gang versus gang. It's exactly. It's just you, gang you're one in of a the suit. gangs. <laughs> That's the difference. I tell people this all the time. There's a difference in a good criminal and a, a bad criminal. Is a bad criminal looks like a criminal from across the street, and they get arrested because they're not good at uh, blending in. A good criminal, and they're not inside. Right. A good criminal wears a suit and makes you think that they're the best person in the world. Yeah, and you see it all the time. I I was just watching. I just you can just see when the congressman and stuff like that Denny Hester thing, where he was importing little boys from other countries, and they had his the room the apartment that he was doing, and FBI had it wired. I believe it was the FBI. In which case, you're like, why isn't the FBI just stopping this? 
Like how, how many little boys have to get raped? Unfortunately, the drug trafficking and the child smuggling type stuff is probably some of the most profitable businesses in the world. And they, and they are able to benefit from that by getting at those high levels. I was thinking about that the other day, that the massive drug trafficking around the world that has built up a lot of nations and stuff. They rope in the politicians. They rope in the police, not all of them, but it's just so much power involved in those that it it takes somebody with real principles and values and morality and willing to live under a constant threat of their life probably in danger to be willing to stand up to that once they reach that level of power. Didn't you ever hear of the guy who wrote, I was an economic hitman? I haven't read that. I've been, I've, I've heard it was good. He was such a, I, I, I used to, now I had to lower my standards, but I used to like get turned off by people who like led with socialism. Like the problem is capitalism and what we need is socialism. And it's like, no, the problem is corruption. Don't give me your ideology right now. I, I find like, I just think you're irrational and I can't read what you're saying. So I didn't give it, I gave it short shrift, but the upshot is that he said he would go in and tell people you're doing this and we're going to give you a lot of money or you're not doing it and you will die. Something to that effect. Yeah. And he gives an example of where it actually happened. So, or maybe many examples, I don't know. Yep. And it fits the propaganda war model, the international war model, the idea that when you're fighting an enemy that has no chance of beating you, you can demoralize their soldiers and you can say, look, you're fighting a losing battle. We're going to give you a plot of land and you'll have home-cooked meals and a, little, and a little farm if you give up on your government and come over here and join us. Think about that if, with a, a drug cartel making billions of dollars a year, fighting a police force that's making – I don't know how much cops make, but not making a lot of money. Maybe some trouble comes up. There's going to be the temptation for – they're definitely going to try and convince them, hey, you're fighting a battle you can't win. Why don't you join us, and we'll help you out with these problems you have. And I'm not saying that – all police are compromised, but I'm saying that the they no doubt attempt to compromise them in that manner with the oh, same type of— they'll yeah. hang people off the bridge so you see them. That's what the drug cartels do in Mexico that's super gruesome so that yeah. you can see it. So do you want to keep going with Epstein? I do because I have, yeah, I have some going. Epstein yeah. stuff that's fascinating. Yeah. Yesterday I talked about a story in the New York Times that what the story said was that there was a loose network of conservative operatives that were— unearthing all this damning information about journal about mainstream media liberal journalists in an attempt to either get them fired or to say if you if you don't stop saying these bad things about Trump then we're going to reveal this information about you this publicly available information now given the article even admitted that these things were true it just said that they shouldn't be allowed to attack journalists because they're journalists it was really a fascinating article and that made me think that there's it seemed like a warning to liberal journalists to me, and which was interesting because today I got like three emails from these progressive institutes that all work with the Google News Initiative citing this article telling – saying, is it time to delete your Twitter? All these conservatives are trying to reveal this information, these bad things you said in the past and use it against you, which made me start to believe that maybe there are going to be some revelations about uh, – related to Epstein. And right on cue this morning, there was an article in The Atlantic about Bill Clinton – that said, did Bill Clinton see this coming? And it's a long, drawn-out article because they're going to bury the lead, and they try to distance Bill Clinton. They try to they they don't want to accuse Bill Clinton of being guilty with associated with Epstein. Although we know 
you know, the how closely associated Clinton was because we've revealed the documents, uh, the court documents. But the article basically said, did Bill Clinton's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and his interactions with him, has that led to his downfall? Because no Democrat candidate will even accept an endorsement for him. He's been regulated. He's getting pushed away. I'm starting to think that maybe some information about Bill Clinton is going to come out. And I don't think he'll go to jail or anything. But to that point, there was also an article in BuzzFeed today that listed even more scientists that Jeffrey Epstein worked with. And information about the people that he was connected with is leaking out. Yesterday, we talked about how he was connected with the MIT Media Institute after he had already been arrested and convicted of a sex crime. They accepted his money, and they were doing research with his money, and they gave an award to hashtag MeToo activists. Uh, an institute funded by Jeffrey Epstein did. It's kind of That's ironic. It's so crazy. And then yeah. today – it, ta- it it puts this – BuzzFeed puts this list of people who are these Harvard, Princeton physicists and scientists and researchers that all accepted money, all worked with Jeffrey Epstein, all went to his island after he was already convicted, and, and their foundations bragged about working with him. And then it talks about a meeting that Jeffrey Epstein had with these scientists, and it lists the name of all the scientists, and then it says – Along with the scientists, people who were there, there was a CNN journalist, and then there was some, and they, they didn't give the name. They gave the names of all the people except the CNN journalist, and it it hit to exactly what that article in the New York Times was saying. Watch out, journalists, because publicly available information is being revealed about oh you. Oh my gosh! So, do you think journalists will now be yes, anonymous? Yes, I absolutely like anonymous think sources are. Yes, will 100%. be cited by anonymous journalists. Yes, and so I went to. Oh yes, my gosh! I found I was able to find based on this BuzzFeed article Jeffrey Epstein's archived old archived websites of his foundation and a few other like blogs or something and i found the pictures some of the pictures they were talking about others have mysteriously been removed because you can see the template where the picture was Hmm. and i'm guessing that's where the cnn journalist was so i was looking at all the pictures and trying to find the one that didn't have a name and i can't quite make out who the people are but there's just like 12 or so pictures of a bunch of uh high level physicists from harvard and a bunch of CEOs just hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein after he had already been convicted and after he had gotten out of jail and he was funding them again. Now, with that said, I found some other interesting information on these archive sites. I found an article from Reuters in 2012. Jeffrey Epstein Foundation backs the largest Catholic organization in the U.S. Virginia Islands. Virgin. The U.S. Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. He's not. He's not Catholic. Why that is was he from 2012? Yeah. Why is he funding? Why is a Catholic organization taking money from Jeffrey Epstein? The Catholic Church, really. He's me. not even Catholic. <laughs> As a Catholic, I, I just it bums me out. That's like, that's inexcusable. Kind of you don't take money from a convicted yeah. sex offender. I don't know what. So wait, you have evidence there? Like, what's the? It's just a story. Yeah. The ev- it's on his website. It's yeah, claims yeah, yeah. he made, gotcha, and gotcha, I'm not gotcha. seeing them okay. dispute it. Hey, look. I mean, if a person pays their debt to society, you. I am not a fan of holding them to account past the time that they've paid their dues. You know I what? Just, yeah. I'm not a fan I, of that. I, as a PR strategist for the Catholic Church, I'm saying maybe not a good idea to accept money right, right, from the most right, prolific right, right. sex unless, offender. Unless it was, it was an retribution you know like restitutional or whatever like it was an, an effort in no well i think this, they were bragging about his philanthropy work 
in this stuff. Yes. And then another article here, the Boston Globe, Jeffrey Epstein, financier. You know, that's a nice – that's what you call him, a financier, not sex offender. What year? This is 2013. Yeah. Backs the most inspiring youth orchestra in the U.S., Virgin Islands. Oh, my Islands. gosh. Why does it have to be youth? He funded youth baseball teams. And, like, the the Victoria's Secret and the Limited and stuff are uh-huh. the money behind him. And when you go – my daughter wants to buy stuff from Victoria's Secret. It's uncomfortable in that store. Right, yeah. Uncomfortable. Like, I just hate it. Here's another one. Jeffrey Epstein Foundation backs the Maya Angelou Charter School in Washington. Oh, what's wrong with that? A charter school, Maya Angelou. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This well, is what's after wrong with he was the Maya Angelou. She shouldn't take it. It's probably just named after her. It's I just named after. Her. I, I'm just yeah. saying. I I would not want. But schools like all this stuff is it's about, all children. Yeah. Yes, it's so creepy. Jeffrey Epstein funds the International Peace Institute. Well, with the United things. Nations yeah. uh, to honor a United Nations diplomat who died. The list goes on and on, and then yeah, those peace initiatives and the UN and stuff. Boy, if you dig into the the backstory there from like kind of the mid century stuff. Oh, it's crazy! Uh, oh my gosh, they're they just bring you war. Uh, let me I give you a few a more things. of yeah, these okay. things that he's funded, and then maybe okay. we can hit some more uh, at a later time. Uh, some other recipients of contributions from the Jeffrey Epstein Foundation include Penn State University. Oh, my gosh. Was that the— uh, That was Sandusky. Yeah. yeah. Michael J. Fox Foundation. I don't know what that— I mean, I always want—he's—I always wonder when Hollywood's involved. The Juilliard School. Mm-hmm. Just about every Ivy League institute. And then uh, one that I found interesting, Georgia Southern University. They got money from the Florida Science Foundation, which is a Jeffrey Epstein Foundation. It's another one of his front organizations. So the list of all the places he's funded – now, given, I understand that just because you take money from him doesn't mean that you're involved because people want money to fund their projects. So that is a way to, to get pe- – that is a way to compromise people. However, when you have already been convicted of a sex crime and the information about what you have done is out there and, and you're one of the most prolific that's ever existed, it's not a good idea. To take money. Maybe some of them did not know. Oh, he also funded the Innocence Project. That's interesting. Oh, now, that is interesting. He, he, I mean, he was controlling, or whoever it works for him, just this large network of universities, research institutes, and other foundations by getting his money in there. And in essence, by getting his money in there, he compromises them. Because if you don't realize you're taking money from someone like that, he could, yeah, yeah, it's it's in it's in his best interest. When they to make start sure you showing do. up at his island, absolutely, like, and, and uh, that's the thing, he Marvin was taking Minsky these did. people to his yeah. island. Yeah, that's no good. So that's what I got on the Epstein stuff. Is a long list right. of this stuff. It's fascinating. I've got a couple of uh, just follow ups before we go. It's Hanlon's Razor. If people want to look it up, it's Hanlon, not Hanson. H A N L O N. Also, I just wanted to make a point. Like, I had an aha moment about fake news. Maybe I'm the last person to this party, but when thinking about the journalists, I was thinking how knowing that most news is fake and all of it is there for propaganda purposes, basically, in the mainstream media, I realized, and I've noticed this before, but it's actually a really brilliant 
way of covering, of discrediting, <laughs> yep. is that because I don't believe anything, yeah. when stuff comes up that's true, like, yep. or, you know, I don't, I can't tell. So, I mean, it's, I try, I try, I try, I try, but, yeah. and I get it, I get it right a lot, but it's a lot of work. So when they said that thing about him wanting to seed the world and freeze his penis, I was like, that's just silliness. That just comes out. That just came out to be a distraction, but maybe that's the real story. And I just dismissed. He's so transhumanist much that, for sure. Yeah, so they get to reveal all the information that's going to come out anyway. And if they handle it in the right way in the mainstream, they make it just seem slightly ridiculous or whatever. They they it, it is like hidden in plain sight. It gives you cover, yep. which goes right to what Cass Sunstein said in his conspiracy theories and kind of how to beat them. Is just uh, get get it out there and then insert something ridiculous that will destroy the credibility of that source. And that is and, exactly yeah. what Harold Laswell described to do to cover up inconvenient truths back in 1917. He said, when you can't control the information, you can't prevent those unfortunate facts from coming out, then you flood the market with crazy stuff so that it doesn't – it gets to nobody and nobody believes it. Laswell was around in 1917. Yeah, because you sent me a book of his that was much, much later. He must have been 1980. 50 years writing, uh, 70s, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So I, I want to spend some time on some time, five minutes on the Johnson Johnson opioid settlement. Not settlement. No, it was a uh, judgment. But it's going to take a little time. I will open the show with that tomorrow. And uh, all right. We'll also do a propaganda report tomorrow. You guys can find your drive time prop every afternoon, every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. at thepropreport.com and your favorite podcasting platform. We'll talk to you all tomorrow.